Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. When I was in the second grade, I had a friend who lived down the street. She was a girl. We'd hang out and play action figures. I vividly remember the day that I stopped hanging out with her as much. I was over at her house, mm-hmm. and we were playing with our action figures. It was getting a pretty intense battle was ensuing, if I remember correctly. And, Goku versus uh, yeah, the combatants. <laughs> um, it was the big guy with like no skin from Power Rangers, okay. uh, and then Krang from uh, Team and T. I was yeah. Krang, Obs. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so we were duking it out as you do, and. <laughs> That phrase is very funny because of the end of this story, actually. Um, we're getting pretty silly, just giggling, getting our gigs on. And I remember that at one point, she laughed so hard that she farted. <laughs> and I had never heard a girl fart before. <laughs> and so I stood up and I no. left. <laughs> That probably scarred her to this day. Maybe she she's, she's on her own podcast, eight. telling the story. It's like a therapy podcast, and she's just like, "I haven't let go of this action figure since I farted my pants in front of it's the boy." Into my hand, I am skinless Power Ranger villain. And so, in the end, I feel like it's me with no skin. I'm exposed. Also, farted my pants. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. My name is Jordan Wonders, and I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and I'm that spider chunk from YouTube. (laughs) My name is David, and if you're nothing without the hunk, then you don't deserve it. Nice. All right. I like that. Thank you. Today, we're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming, Homecoming. and I am so excited to talk about this movie, so let's go ahead, for the love of all things spidery and webalicious, Doge, give us a synopsis. Spider-Man Homecoming tells the story of Peter Parker after the events of Captain America Civil War. He kind of got to have his big moment as a semi-Avenger, and now this is the story of him coming home to New York and figuring out what his life is going to be like now. Uh, He is kind of desperate for more action from Tony, always wanting more missions and more responsibility and more of a chance to prove himself. Um, He happens to kind of just stumble across some, some guys robbing a corner convenience store with really advanced weaponry and uh, ends up tracking that to Adrian Toomes, who is running a salvage operation where he is recovering alien technology from the Battle of New York at the end of Avengers and using it to design and sell super advanced weapons to the mm-hmm. criminals in New York City. The Vulture. The Vulture, exactly. And so Peter uh, essentially tries to take on the Vulture himself and gets his spidery butt handed to him mm. a couple of different times, a couple mm. of different ways, mm. uh, culminating in Tony taking the suit from him. Yeah, no, and, no, no. Uh, essentially saying, you're not ready for this. You keep rushing in half-cocked. You don't need this suit. And if you're nothing without the hunk, then you don't deserve it. Exactly. Nice. Uh, and so uh, through a pretty big twist that I'm actually going to save for our discussion. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Peter comes into conflict one more time with the vulture um, and kind of de- digs deep inside of himself to find the man inside the Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, and rather than the spider inside, inside the spider that would be or the hyphen inside the middle of that one word. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, uh, and defeats the vulture and that's Spider-Man homecoming. Or does he? Or does he? He does. He it's does. a very, very good movie. Or does oh, yes. he? It is. Being honest with you guys, this movie has been the one I've been most excited to talk about since we started our Marvel really? oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been, situation. I've been yeah. very excited to talk about this movie. Well, yeah. I think before we talk about this Spider-Man Homecoming, I think we need to address a little bit of past Spider-Man. Yeah, let's touch that real quickly. Because 
if you don't know, Marvel basically went bankrupt in the 90s. Uh, yeah. um, no one read comics. Comics kind of sucked in the 90s. Yep. Um, and so to stay afloat, there's one nerd in the world that would hear that. Man. I'm actually <laughs> limited edition one of the 90s Spider-Man comic. Is See, you do that voice, but we've all been that guy. 100%. <laughs> that was an endearing like, man, like ah, I hate you. I'm, I am you. So to stay afloat, Marvel sold some of its uh, highest grossing characters uh, to other companies for their movie rights. Not necessarily selling the characters, but the characters movie yeah, rights. Yeah, exactly. just movie rights. The big yeah. ones, uh, X-Men went to Fox and Spider-Man went to Sony. Yep. So the to- and, to- and Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four yeah, Fox. but those are, I mean, Silver Surfer and Deadpool. Like, yeah, but the yep. big ones, sure. Yeah, X-Men, Spider-Man. Um, so the Tobey Maguire movies, Spider-Man, that's Sony. Amazing Spider-Man, that's Sony. Um, Somebody so- got Hulk as well. Uh, the Universal Pictures has distribution rights for right, Hulk movies. That's yeah. why we haven't had another Hulk solo movie. Right, yeah. If he's a supporting character, he can be in a Marvel movie and they don't have to pay anybody else. But yep. uh, the solo Hulk movie is actually a Universal Pictures yeah. Marvel Studios joint venture. Yeah. Interesting. It's crazy. Um, so when we launched the MCU, uh, we had kind of the, the B level. I say we, like us and Kevin Feige. Yeah, whenever we were at that creative <laughs> retreat, you know, just working in that one we're cabin. that campfire. And so yeah, basically yeah. what happened after the MCU became incredible and we realized we're never going to get Spider-Man because Sony's never going to let go of that cash cow. Uh, basically, <laughs> MCU just said, please let us write Spider-Man. Like yeah. they, they tried Amazing Spider-Man and they tried to set up their own universe and we were we were uh, given plans for a Sinister Six movie with Andrew Garfield, which was, you know, fine. It wasn't terrible, yeah. but it was, you know, it do wasn't you, MCU. Do you know the most bonkers movie that they were going to make as part of that? What? Have you guys heard the rumors of the young Aunt May I movie? I don't understand. That was, oh was going to be a spy. Yes. Young Aunt May Screw as a that. spy. That is ridiculous. That so unbelievable. Stupid. So, and, and, but just for the record, hate Sony. Me. Oh, yeah. Personally. Yeah. Hate oh, yeah. Sony. Um, so finally, I think they kind of realized like, man, we really can't make a movie. And MCU was like, we will give you money. Like, yep. You can take money from the movie. If you just let us write for this character. Yep. And finally at civil war, the check was signed. And I've seen behind scenes, behind the scenes where Sony's, uh, people are like, yeah, we just really love Tom Holland. And I'm like, shut up <laughs> i hate you. you did not pick this and my fear because they only have this this contract for like five movies or something and then it goes back to sony my hope is they realize with these this venom movie coming out and i think a black cat movie coming out what yeah yeah i'm hoping with both of those uh, they tank and yeah. sony realizes we really just need to keep spider-man everything's going though i like I would not be surprised if Disney tries to buy Sony. Uh, like yeah. Disney's just buying everything at this point. I, I bet they end up uh, buying Sony or at least Sony Pictures. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And so In fact, probably Sony Pictures. I'm gonna buy like Sony the Electronics Company. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's PlayStation Five. <laughs> but uh so we had the Toby Maguire, which was great. We had Andrew Garfield and the one of the biggest Sorry, things you just said the Toby Maguire was great. Hey, I will the defend movies, I will the movies defend were the Toby Maguire movies until okay, dude, I one die. was decent, two was great, three not so much, and you know that dude, true. one was great, two was great, three sucked hard. Three one, one was one was good, one was, two was one great. was great. Dude, think about the first time you saw Spider Man one. Okay, the first but time, yeah, the first time Sp- you saw live action Spider Man doesn't count for a good movie. Uh, I think it's a good movie. I still really enjoy I, I, it. I said good. I said I think the first one's good, the second one's great, and the third one sucks. Third one sucks. <laughs> you just want to hang on to it, but you know I, it's true. I love the third one. No, you don't. I I've really heard do. you talk there trash are about parts the third of it one. that are very. He's bad. doing the thing. Yeah. I'm not yeah. doing, he's doing the, the thing. thing where he's welcome like, where he's to like, Doge Rush to defend the MCU <laughs> and Sony. <laughs> But the I think the big thing that that sticks out to me with Spider-Man Homecoming uh, is Tobey Maguire, then Andrew Garfield. And I loved Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And I thought Tobey Maguire uh, was too dweeby to be Peter Parker for me. And I thought Andrew Garfield was too cool. And I feel like Tom Holland strikes this good middle ground. But the thing that I love is... Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield were both like 30 playing 25 and 26 respectively. It's crazy. Yeah. And so finally we have a teenager yes. playing a teenage Spider-Man. Thank you. And I actually like that Tom Holland is, we can get into more specific Tom Holland stuff here in just a second. I like that. He's kind of a small guy. Yeah. yeah. I think that works really well. Yeah. I like my, I like my Spider-Man's young. Yeah. I like him. I like him little, I like him young and <laughs> I'm little. very uncomfortable with this. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I think because we, we were introduced to both Tom Holland as Spider-Man in Civil War and also Aunt May. 
And yes, can I dump on Aunt May? Yes. Whoa, really? Because I want my Spider Man's young, and I want my Aunt May's old. No. I okay. do not like young Aunt May. Interesting. I love it. I don't I like, like young and hot Aunt May. I me, like young... me being attracted to Aunt May is weird for me. <laughs> I think that says more about your age <laughs> than it does about the quality of, of <laughs> the casting. But I will say, I like young Aunt May. I don't like I don't like hot Aunt May and the way that the way that this movie winks at hot Aunt May. You know what I mean? Yeah, except for the fact that like I don't know. She's never like provocative or anything like that. I just think she's like an attractive woman who happens to be Aunt May. And I love the idea of Aunt May being young because Peter's young. I think she's young 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 in the comics and Aunt May is like old and has white hair. Yeah. Yeah, That's ridiculous. I think that Aunt May is like his great aunt. But she's not his great aunt. Yeah. I never questioned it. <laughs> Some <laughs> people have kids at a really old age. I think that speaks more to you. Say, let's say Aunt May's younger else. sister was 10 years younger. Okay, let's reverse But that's it, not though. how they're related. Richard and Ben are brothers. Okay. Doge, <laughs> I'm trying to make a point here. And, and, I'm just and, and, stepping and, and let's, say, let's say that Richard's the older one. Wow. Uh-oh. Why not? Why is it a big deal? <laughs> I'm saying it's possible to have an old aunt. Sure. And I'm yeah, saying it's it very possible to have a young one. No, it's, it's obviously super possible <laughs> to have a young aunt. I'm saying Aunt May should be old. I want Aunt May to be almost but senile. Why? Because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I want her. I want my Aunt May to be like, Peter, I can't even talk to you. <laughs> I, want her I want Aunt May to walk in on Peter in the Spider-Man suit and be like, Peter, I told you to clean the dishes. Uh, uh, it's, it's judgment day. And then just drop. So I've ruined my microphone. Not on board with young or hot Aunt May. I'm on board with I'm on board both. with young. I'm fine. Doesn't bother me hot at all. Feels, it just is weird to me. That's the thing. Like this. This movie and and I think we talked about this a little bit maybe today maybe have conversations another time. About me? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> um, and like this movie, it's so interesting that there is so much like young and hot Aunt May and like like a stark designed Spider Man suit and then the AI Karen in the suit. There's so yeah. much that is like so opposite of the comics. Like this this <laughs> yeah. version of Spider Man is probably the least familiar to comics exclusive people like yeah. it's least like the comics version sure, but it, but feels, it works yeah. the most it feels the truest to the like truest to the comic book but so much different truest, not truest to the comic truest book to but the character yeah that's what yeah, i would say yeah. that's a good call well and what's what's interesting and it's kind of funny because uh we couldn't see uncle ben get shot again no like, i'm glad they didn't i'm so I'm glad, really they, glad did. they didn't because i think if audience saw uncle Uncle Ben, we would shoot him. Yeah, <laughs> like, just be like, get him off the screen. <clears throat> well, and and they, I, I like that. I, I just want to address like of those big changes, and then let's talk about where this movie starts because I think it's very interesting. But I do want to address like, as far as like young Aunt May, as far as Stark design suit, as far as Flash being like a smart rich bully instead I of a big jockey. Love one, that. That makes so much more sense. As far as as far as Peter being like kind of tech dorky instead of just like book smart all the time is like as far as all of those things go to me yeah. what they did is they took timeless spider-man and said if he's timeless then let's make the time now yeah for and, sure. and to me all of these changes make sense um and and anything that feels un, unnecessarily changed is also unnecessary in my opinion so young old aunt may doesn't for me doesn't detract from the story at all yeah that was that was one of the big ones for me was old young Aunt May? Young Aunt May. Really? Yeah. yeah really? Sure. Interesting. Yeah. However, uh, it's not your super, do you want to talk super about D though? Not my super D. You want to talk about some of these changes though? Or you want to go into the movie? Um, yeah, we can talk about some of the changes and, so, and then let's hit the movie. The suit. We're already in the movie. <laughs> we're in the yeah. movie. Uh, we were introduced to the suit and I, I love one of the aspects of the suit is that the eyes are yes. able to emote. Yep. Oh, it's so and fun. They bring logic to it because he says like my senses are dialed to 11. And so these goggles help me tune it down. And the logic of Tony's the one that designed it. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense in this universe. It makes sense to why he needs it. And it's the first spider. Cause if you, if you read a Spider-Man comic or see an animated movie or TV show, the eyes are always emoting because it's hard to fall in love with a character. Who's just a stale face. Yeah. yeah. And so no movie has been able to do it before yep. and he's able so to So they had to something. constantly take the mask off. Exactly. And yep. you can keep the mask on and I love that. Yep. Have you guys gone back and watched any of the like older and I say older they're not that old but the older Spider-Man movies since this came out? Yeah. 
It uh, is so weird to watch a non-emotive, yeah. static Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I did. I watched the first Raimi. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It, it is. feels so wooden. Yeah. Similar to uh, the villain in that Green Goblin's face doesn't move at all. He looks like yeah. a Power Rangers villain in yeah, that movie. But totally yeah. anyway. For sure. Um, the other thing is the AI. And that kind of comes a little bit later. Love it. Karen. Yeah. Love the AI. Gives him an excuse to talk. I was yes. just about to say that. That is that is the movie equivalent of the blue thought bubbles that gives us Spider-Man's inner monologue in the yes. comics. Fun fact about Karen, the the voice by Jennifer Connelly in homage to John Hughes. Yeah. Because he was a big fan and he used her in a few movies. Well, and she's married to Paul Bettany, who was the yes. voice of Iron Man. Yes. Yeah. So she's in Spider-Man's head and he's in Iron Man's it's head. It's perfect. Yeah. I love it so much. Uh, so I liked the AI concept and I liked that he could have those conversations because a lot of times the movies in the past would have Spider-Man joking while he's fighting. And that is Spider-Man. But we didn't get a lot of Spider-Man talking to himself. Right. Because it makes sense in a comic because we're the reader. We need sure. to know his thoughts. But in a movie, it really only makes sense to joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think the AI went a little too overboard for me. Really? The shock, the shock uh, electric webs but that's not ai that's suit tech it's but that's what i'm saying the whole suit tech was a little too much okay that is a and that is a touch of the more modern spider-man stories like he essentially especially like post the big universe reset with secret wars like he's ceo of an international corporation called parker industries and it's really they kind of lost the core of the character that's that's actually the point that i stopped reading spider-man but at that point, and then even a little before that, he works for a company called Horizon Labs. And part of what he does is is use their funds to develop new technology for Spider-Man. He's like yeah. Spider-Man's R&D guy. And he gives him like like taser webs and impact webs and like all kinds of stuff. And I'm fine if that happens stuff. when yeah. he's 24. Yeah. When he's been Spider-Man for so long. Sure. But as a intro Spider-Man... I like the training wheels uh, protocol in the sense but, of, but I think that simple. was kind of the point. Cause I mean, ultimately and we'll, we'll talk about this a, a lot in depth, I think, but like this movie more than even a superhero movie is a coming of age movie. It yes, really is hundred percent. And, and I think a big part of that is him trying to jump ahead of where he's at experientially and say, I don't need the training wheels only to discover. Yeah, I definitely do. I love that him breaking the training wheels protocol. I do too. I'm just saying I like the, but I think that's why they added in a lot of the more crazy fringe technology is to f- make us feel how overwhelmed Peter was to be like, that's a, that's true. It's a, it, it, that's a good point. It felt a little too Iron Man-y for it me. It definitely did. Well, and, and I think part of what we're all supposed for me, what I took away is Iron that's Man the only it. way Tony knows how to do things. Yeah, Iron Man Tony only sure. knows how to do a your ma. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Toss him out. So uh, the movie starts and we basically get a flashback of things that happened in between Civil War that we didn't see. Huge pump on the sequence, huge dump on Tom Holland's ability to sound as though he is hyperventilating. Anytime Tom Holland's excited, he's just like, wow, oh my gosh, that's is my, my room goes here? Are you serious? That's my suit. It's mine. And I was just like, okay. Easy I dumb. loved it. I thought that yeah, was thought so was charming. Great. Oh, it was, but there were just moments where it's just, it, and it's just like, is my, and this is my room? Because on the way, and I was like, I just love right. that it showed Spider-Man as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Break. And that was great. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how excited he is <clears throat> after he comes back from uh, fighting the Avengers. And he's like, that was insane. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I also love that he's like post showered and ready for bed. It's so funny. <laughs> and then, so we see him now, like you said, back in his neighborhood, uh, basically trying to just do good now. That, yeah. Waiting for the next big Avengers moment. And uh, we get the, scene where he leaves school and goes right into Spidey, Spidey suit and he's helping old ladies down the street and he's trying to help a bike thief, bike thief and yeah. car well, alarms going hinder off. Hinder the bike thief. <laughs> yeah. um, but we got I the lo- Stanley cameo. It's so good. Yeah. How's your mother? It's awesome. I just love him. Wasn't the guy trying to get into his car? Yeah, it's my car. Like, hey, man. <laughs> well, and I the whole street level thing. So uh, watching this the other day, what I realized is this is the first MCU property where the character really needs to protect his secret identity yeah. is a street level hero yeah. and has an area that is his. Yeah. Iron Man's global caps, yeah. global Hulk's global Thor is you universal, movie, right? Right. Yeah. yeah Cause daredevil. But, sure. But, but, but yeah, I'm talking MCU sure. movie property sure. and, and Spider-Man is the first one that's like New York is what he protects. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, it's going to go so far as the world, but like on his day to day, he is prowling the streets. He is protecting <clears throat> New York. This is the first time we've crime. seen somebody on patrol. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was almost my super pump. The really? sequence of him early in the movie, 
swinging and giving directions. And the one guy was like, do a flip. I love it. It's so fun. Yeah. And to me, it's just like, that is exactly what a young kid in New York 100%. would think fighting crime is. Yeah. It's yeah. just being like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Who can I and, help? And the reality of, you know, I'm going to stand in some buildings and, and, and look for some crime that you probably wouldn't find any. And then just sit there like nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah. And when you try and help people, they're just like, I'm good, man. You're yeah. being weird right now. <laughs> and, love it. Almost my super pump. I love that this movie dials down the earth shattering climax and threat to just something that is pretty menial at the, at the end of the day of there's a, there's a thief yeah. who's taking technology and putting it in the hands of bad people. Yeah. That's and it. That's what we want to stop. The world is not going to end. Right. You know, we're not going to, he's not going to terraform America. There's no exploding blue beam into the sky. Yeah. It's just Spidey being Spidey. Yeah. I love that. And one thing I want to note that is shown off really well in the beginning. There are two things here that I think characterize a lot of Spidey and this movie. And one is his movement is so fluid and I love everything he does. Every jump, every like vault of everything is so like graceful. And I think that's dope. But also, he is really uh, not guarded about using his powers in public right now. And I think that's important because, like, he walks out of school and jumps over a fence, which to me, if it wasn't intentionally to show that he's he's being immature, then I would say it was a dump because that's stupid. But watching the movie, I think it's clearly trying to show his struggle between being a man and being a boy. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the boy side a little bit coming out. And something we see early on is uh, Iron Man kind of being his kind of mentor. I mean, a a distant mentor for sure. But as far as Spider-Man goes, Iron Man is his like go-to mentor. Um, And that was supposed to be Nick Fury. Yeah, I read that. Was it really? Yeah. So glad it wasn't. Yep. They they didn't think they were going to be able to get uh, RDJ. RDJ for this one. And then he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Oh my God. Which is the second time because yeah. they didn't think that they didn't know they were going to get RDJ for civil war. Yep. So it was that Marvel zombie thing that they were going to plan. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that makes me love Robert Downey Jr. That even more. Yeah. yeah. So, he's so willing to be like, yeah, hundred well, percent. It part feels of that. like he likes what he does, which yeah. makes it even more fun, which is like the dumbest, like <sighs> tween magazine thing that I could ever say. Like <laughs> it's fun. Cause he likes it. <laughs> um, can I give a pump dump? Please do it. My pump dump is Tony Stark as Spider-Man's mentor. Okay. Why? My pump is I love the relationship. Mm-hmm. I love their... It's a fun dynamic. I, yeah. I love the conversations they have. Um, and it makes sense in this world right. that they've set yeah. up. Tony wouldn't just be like, hey, go. Like, yeah. He would mentor him. So it makes sense. And I love Robert Downey <clears throat> Jr. and Tom Holland on screen together. Sure. My dump is one of the things I've always vocally loved about Spider-Man is he's on his own. Yeah. I love that he's to explain who he is as a character is a teenage kid who has these incredible powers and he realizes with great power comes great responsibility. And so he just has to try and do good and yeah. there is no mentor. Sure. He's just trying to do good. And, and that's what's compelling about Spider-Man is he's going to mess up. He's yep. going to make mistakes and no one's going to be there to course correct him. He has to use his moral compass. And so I feel like I kind of lost that a little bit. Oh, I didn't hate it. I just felt like I kind of lost it. And I, and I, and I mourn a, a Spider-Man that is just trying it out on his own. Yeah. Even though I know we, we can still get that. Sure. That was my pumped up. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like we kind of get that. And I feel like we're going to get that in the future because yeah. he, he does turn down Tony's offer yeah. Yeah. at the end of this movie to jump way ahead. Yeah. He does turn, turn down Tony's offer and, in some ways demonstrate that he has outgrown Tony, at least morally or or whatever you want to call it. And now I want to talk about Vulture. Vulture. Opening scene. Love it. Love Love that we're finally getting to see, hey, there are people that have to clean up the mess that the Avengers make. This is bad for these people. I love that he's using Avengers cleanup as an excuse to gather this technology. I love that he builds this like mini criminal syndicate that's so secretive. And I love that the vulture is not part bird. Yeah. <laughs> Love that it's technology. Yeah. Um, I was actually assuming that it was going to be a modified Falcon wing suit and it's not, it's like its own thing. Do you remember when we went to see Captain America, the winter soldier and we came out of that movie and we're like, dude, if by some miracle yep. they ever get Spider-Man, they have to do Vulture and they have to use Falcon wings. Yep. We were half right. We were half right. <laughs> we were almost there. But I agree. I think that this version of the Vulture, like taking into account everything from TV shows, from 
from comics, from video yeah. games. This is the most accessible and the best version of the Vulture. I completely agree. Sure. Well, and first of all, when is Michael Keaton bad? Answer never. Michael Keaton was incredible. But so he crushes this. this. Oh my goodness. He's, he's so incredible. Good. He's, he's fun to watch. Yeah. He's charming and he's very scary. He's so scary. Like yes. very scary. And you don't look at Michael Keaton and you're like, oh, I'm not afraid of that dude, but man, he is scary. No. And can we go and can we go ahead and address the twist? Because that's what yes. makes him so scary. Let's do it. Yes. I remember sitting in the theater watching this movie when Peter knocked on the door for her, to pick up his homecoming date, Liz and Victor Toombs opened the door. My jaw dropped. Yeah, It was not in my opinion, even watching back, yeah. I was looking for the broadcast. I was looking for the tell, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's there. No, I, 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 I do want to. Was... I'm going to save your Twitter. It's Adrian Toombs. Who's Victor Toombs? You made him up, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, who's Victor Toombs? You made him. You invented him, but it's okay. The vulture's name is Adrian yeah. Toombs, and we do know that on this show. So at least one of us knows that. Don't, who's Victor? Don't Toombs? yell at my friend Jordan. Senor Toombs <laughs> also opens the door. Uh, we 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 meet Liz pretty early on. That's who yeah. Peter has a crush on. She's a senior. She's head of the valedictorian team. She is a pump dump for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't like her? I, I do. Later on in the movie, but early on, she is so like. It's it's almost like halfway through, they were like, "You can be like." a little more normal. And she's like, all right, I'll loosen up. Cause like the beginning mm. of the movie, when she's talking about like the party and talking about her crush on Spider-Man, she's very like, guys, I love him for who he is underneath. And it was very, to like, me, it seemed very high school though. Yeah. I hear that, but something about watching it just didn't sit right with me. Yeah. And every time I've seen, this, I've seen this movie four times and all four at the beginning, I was like, Ugh. and then by the end, I was like, I'm kind of in like mm. Liz is doing. A good I liked job. it. Yeah. I'm really glad that we gave Mary Jane a break and that we gave Gwen a break. But did we, can we talk about that? She's not Mary Jane. I don't think she, I don't I think, think she, she can be. I think, I think they are going to make her Mary Jane. I think that's going to be our young, hot aunt may in this world. And I'm not excited about it. I Here's, don't like the twist, and I her name's not Mary Jane. Though. MJ, her friend's call her MJ. I don't think she's Mary Jane. We're talking about Michelle. For but that, we didn't actually say that. Yeah, We're talking about played Michelle. by Zendaya. Great, great character. Yeah. She, yeah, she was she was awesome. I, laughed. I think she's actually a good actress. Every yeah. time she she opened her mouth, I laughed. When like, she eats toast at the party, I die every time. There's no yeah. reason to eat toast at I the party. I don't think she's Mary Jane. I think that's just a fun little nod. But I think, I, is I, I think 100% nod, she's going to be Mary Jane. She, I'm, she, I'm, she's going to be MJ. She is an She's a huge actor, actress to waste. Yeah. Well, you're not going to waste that actress and you're not going to say MJ and not follow through. I don't think MC well, is going to do that. Here's, here's the thing. Like she, she is not Mary Jane. I know. You know what I mean, she's not Mary Jane Watson and that's okay. Yeah. Like we sure. don't, we don't have to have a Peter no, that no, no, grows no. up and gets married to supermodel Mary Jane Watson. And then they live together in Tony's Avengers tower. For sure. You know I, I, mean? I completely agree with that. I'm, <coughs> I'm okay. If we never see Mary Jane the whole time or yeah. when, what I'm annoyed with is the MJ thing. Cause to I'm me, that's just like, too. you can't have it both ways. So are you, are you saying that she's going to be his love interest and her and, and not be and Mary Jane? Not be or Mary are you saying Jane? she's going to be a different Mary Jane? Or Mary Jane's going to come in. I'm just saying she's a different character named MJ. Right. For sure. Surrogate, surrogate Mary Jane, but sure. not meant to be the same character. Sure. But it, to yes. me calling her MJ. Makes the, her MJ. Well, yeah, like exactly. Like it feels like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Be like, we didn't do it, but we also did it. Yeah. Like it feels weird to me. I don't know. It feels to me the equivalent of the end of the Dark Knight Rises when they're like, you should use your given name more often, Robin. That's a great parallel. Like, yeah, it's, it's that good. exact thing. And it's like he's not Robin. That's just a fun little nod. But he ha- he fulfills the same narrative role, but sure. he's not the same character. Sure. My argument with that would only be like. Th- Nary has a comic book movie been less based on the comic books than the Dark Knight trilogy. And I would also say that's the end. Like we're never going to get but a Robin I'm, movie. Yeah. Well, the important thing is, I think we're all in agreement that it doesn't really matter if we never see real MJ here. Yeah. But it, to me, it was just like, why the nod? And and, and I, I get know, it. I it's fun, fun, but yeah. Yeah. It, to me, it was just like, eh, not so much. Well, I want to talk about the twist because we were introduced to Liz, and I th- in theater I thought shocker the new shocker. Cause they killed like the first yeah, shocker yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was like, okay, now we had another shocker. I thought that was going to be her dad. Okay. Interesting. I thought it was going to be connected that way, yeah. but did not expect Michael Keaton at all. Sure. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Cause this felt very reminiscent of 
early, early Spider-Man, like maybe like first 40 issues of Spider-Man. Yeah. When all of the stories were these like soap opera style loops. And at the end, you just pull both sides of the string and it collapses in on itself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it's not Peter versus a supervillain and Peter trying to date a girl and then Peter trying to get the dad's approval. It's Peter fighting the girl's dad. Yeah. Well, and it's, there's something uh, I, was, I was reading something about spider that what makes a Spider-Man villain. And they said that Peter Parker has to be connected to the villain the same way Spider-Man is connected to the villain. Yeah. So you think of uh, Doc Ock, yeah. he, you know, in Spider-Man 2, Peter Parker is connected with Dr. Octavian and Spider-Man is connected with Doc Ock separately. Sure. I'm going to save your Twitter too. His name Doc-tavious. is Dr. Octavius. Octavious. Octavius, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'll be the Spider-Man police. Please do. Yeah. Uh, but same with Green Goblin, Harry's dad. But he's gonna, Toby's connected with yeah, Harry's dad. G- Gorman Grosborn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Harrison you know, Grosborn. So they're connected. Spider-Man's connected to the villain and Peter Parker's connected to the villain, but separately. Yeah. And that's what makes a good Spider-Man villain. And they did that. And yeah. we didn't know they were going to do that I until know. the very end. I know. So yeah. I love that. And 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 the yeah, the reveal was just, I remember sitting in the theater and just going, what yeah. just yeah, that, that scene where he's driving Peter to the dance the is tension. probably the most, super the most intense scene pump. here. Is it really? No way! Yeah. That is my super pump. It Again, and I've ref- referenced this before, it's the uh, traffic scene in Sicario. Okay, It's yeah. the scene where you're just like, yeah. How's David he going to get out of this? David breathe. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he, and, and, and Michael Keaton's credit, he plays that so well. Oh he does that. Tom he does that. Holland hey, plays hey, that. Hey, gumdrop, so go ahead and get out of the car. I got to give him the dad talk. And yeah. then just pulls that pistol out. Oh boy. It, it, it was the equivalent. Remember when, when Bane just put his hand uh-huh. on the shoulder uh-huh. and it was like, and you think that gives you power? Uh-huh. Like very ba- calmly. It was backhand. Remember it was, it was uh-huh. right there. <laughs> it was that, it's that like subtle, I could crush you, uh-huh. but I'm super calm. Uh-huh. And, yep. and the calming well, is even scarier than I, yelling. I love their dynamic together where he's like, where he's like, Hey, look, I respect that. Like I respect you. Like you saved my girl. Like, thank you for that. Yes. I respect that. You've got people you want to protect. That's cool. Stay out of my way or I will crush you. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh, it's, and then it's so good. Okay. I do want to go back and talk about the middle of this movie where there's some other stuff happening, but while we're on it, before I forget, I do want to talk about what I consider maybe the biggest moment of Spider-Man becoming Spider-Man instead of Spider-Boy, which is walking into the dance and then saying, I got to go. Yeah. Because I think that is the moment symbolically in this movie where he re- he's got a couple other moments like that, but I think that's the moment really in this movie where he symbolically kills the boy so the man can live. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah. and I think he says, I can't have it both ways and I have to save these people. And it, it, it's also almost symbolic of, am I Peter Parker? Or am I Spider-Man? Yeah. What's my mask? Yeah. And I think in that moment, he kind of chose Peter Parker is my new mask. Yeah. And Spider-Man is who I am. That's good. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to jump back to, we've got we've got some major things. Uh, we so have, we've got the night of the party. Yeah. The, right? And the party's another example well, I think of. Ned. Oh, yeah. I love Ned. You got to talk about Ned. Huge, huge pump on Ned. He cracks me up. He's He's so goofy, so charming, such a fun addition. And he plays a very interesting role because I love the idea of an actual guy in the chair who's excited (laughs) to be a guy in the chair. It's so funny. Well, and having someone that knows his secret identity. It makes it interesting. It makes it, it's a, it's a, again, it's a diversion from typical Spider-Man who no one knows his secret. It's a little more reminiscent of Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. the the ultimate imprint of comics that was launched in the early 2000s. Like this story cribs a lot from that kind of feel, yeah. and then a lot of it's basically Peter Parker, Peter Parker with a good chunk of Miles Morales' supporting yeah. cast. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the the like updated relational dynamics. I never realized really, that really Ned well is totally this. Miles Morales' friend. Uh, yeah. Ganke, yeah, Yankee, however you say well, his name, and. Uh, I think the other thing that is uh, so fun about their relationship just from a audience perspective is that's so real. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. get powers and not tell at least one person. Your yeah. best friend. Of yeah. Course. Like I'm going to tell somebody. We mentioned Miles Morales. Can you explain who Miles Morales is? Yeah. Miles Morales is a young, he's half African American, half Hispanic kid who also lives in Queens and is bitten by a similar spider uh, about three-ish months before the Ultimate Universe Peter Parker dies in his front yard trying to fight the Green Goblin and keep him away from Aunt May. Yeah. 
at this point, Miles Morales feels like he has to live up to the example that Peter set. And so he becomes the new Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe. That universe was folded into the main continuity in 2015's Secret Wars. And so now uh, Miles Morales is kind of being mentored by Peter Parker. I love that. Mm -hmm. I do love that. And I need that in the MCU. And really, I need it. I actually really hope they don't do Miles. I I I don't want them to. Well, I would be okay okay with them doing Miles somewhere down the line, but I don't want to connect the animator. It's true. I don't care. I need it. I need it in the MCU. I I don't. (laughs) I need it. I mean, he exists. He's referenced. He's referenced in this movie. So uh, Childish Gambino plays. (laughs) Sorry. He What's his actual name? Donald Aaron, Glover. No, not child in the, in the Oh, Aaron movie. Davis, right? Aaron. Yep. Um, the, the thief or the guy who's going to buy some of the weapons from the vultures. He's so uh, good people mm-hmm. and Spider-Man webs him to the car to get information in that funny scene where he tries to interrogate using the interrogation mode. I know a girl when I hear one, <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Uh, but he says, uh, I don't want those weapons around my neighborhood. I have mm-hmm. a nephew here. Mm-hmm. That's miles Morales. Yeah. Yep. I need that movie. I love, and I hope miles Morales is, 12, 13. Like, I want to get a young Miles. See, Morales. I don't need that movie. I need it. Yeah. I'm okay if it happens, I guess, but I don't need that in movie. In that dark Spider-Man suit, give I'm it not to me, in it. please. Uh, in the comics, though, there is a Spider-Man in Houston, Texas. Yeah. And I just want to point out how hilarious that is. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Kane Parker. Yeah. He's a clone of Peter. Uh, he Starts lives- evil, yeah? Yeah, he's evil in the 90s during the, the clone saga. And then he's a character with a super convoluted backstory that we can't get into now. No, but Basically, he drives a pickup truck. If you're interested in it, Google Kane Parker. It's honestly uh, super interesting. Scarlet Spider. He lives in Houston for a while and then moves to the West Coast. I love Kane Parker. <laughs> yeah, anyway, very interesting. Him. So uh, we have Ned. The other person we need to talk about is Flash. Yeah. Oh, man. Flash is the big strong bully in the comics or in the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. He's like a jock. Yeah. yeah. Is the bully for Peter Parker. And they made it like bullies <laughs> are today. Yeah. Well, and there's the, the best thing about it is that Peter goes to like a midtown science Academy. Like it's a specifically gifted and talented science yeah. school. So there's no reason that a idiot, big giant blonde jock would go to school there. Well, and, and I love that. The, yeah. Not the jocks are idiots. Jocks can be smart, but <laughs> this particular jock is I an know. idiot, but I love that their conflict is born from the fact that Peter is better at their high school trivia. Like, team. yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's so good. I have a small dump on flash <gasps> flash. Uh, Whoa, because I felt like I loved that. He was just a rich, uh, snobby, arrogant person that was going to tease Peter more socially than and a DJ physically. But I felt like he needed to have a little bit more influence. I felt like he was the dweeb that was just calling Peter out. I felt like he should have been a little bit more popular in the school and have a little bit more sway. That way we felt like, that. Felt like yeah. he was over Peter. Yeah. But instead it felt like, dude, what are you doing? Like Peter's smarter than you. He's better than you. People He's taller like than, you. than you. He's better looking yeah. than you. Like I felt like I get having the more modern day bully is, yeah. is not going to be like, hey, sucker, give me your lunch money. I'll give you a swirly. <laughs> yeah. I get that. It's going to be like, I'm going to rip you on social media, yeah. you know, or just say something that's going to make everyone laugh at you. But I think he should have had a little bit more of an upper hand. I hear that. Love that yeah. actor, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's he is great. Is, is he from something else? Have you seen Grand Budapest Hotel? Uh, yes. He, the, yeah. The he's boy, awesome. The, the one that's like mentoring. The bellhop. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Um, so can we, can we go from, he's trying to, uh, navigate high school and being Spider-Man Ned, uh, well, both of them over here, Liz talking about the crush on Spider-Man. Ned says, Peter knows him. Boom. Head to that party. It's so good. They go to the party that another almost super pump. Because how real of a situation is 100%. that? 100%. Yep. Where he's on the roof and he's like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, what's up, guys? I'm Spider-Man. I'm friends with Peter Parker. Like, And then he's, I love that he's just like, that's stupid. Yeah. I would be thinking the exact same 100%. thing. 100%. Like, how can I boost my own popularity with these powers? And that's our first inkling of his inner conflict, too. Because yeah. that's when he says, Spider-Man can make go. his life so much better. But in the end, he does have to choose. Do I make people. Peter's better yeah. or, or, or better? Yeah, and that's so yeah. good. It's so and, good. And, and I love the the run through the backyard, the Ferris Bueller reference. It's also yeah. fun. Love when his eyes malfunction and the girls freak out. Um, all of that leading up to another confrontation with the Vulture, or really his first real the first, confrontation. Yeah. With the first the time he meets the Vulture. Um, yeah. And then um, I think, you know, we got to 
kind of brush through this middle because there's so much, but I, we would be making a mistake if we didn't at least address Martin Starr and Hannibal Burris and some of these other people oh, that are yeah. in this yeah. movie that are so fun yeah. and so great. Just a really great cast really. all around. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie is is not only well done, but well cast and well, like the jokes were so good. I die every time Cap points to where the gym teacher's supposed to be and he's on the wrong side of the TV. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny, but I really, All of really Cap's do. videos are hilarious. They're so good. And you know, there's fe- like 50 of them. Yeah, featurettes of just lunch, milk, chicken. <laughs> like that's a healthy lunch. <laughs> I love it. Um, but then I, I, our next big kind of moment is Washington, D.C., yeah. Um the the bomb that they find from the technology yeah. ends up uh going through a security detector after Spider-Man is um he discovers the AI in his suit and he is uh stranded in what was it the department of uh, it's it's damage control. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's an organization and so he's in their like big vault thing. <laughs> and <laughs> while he's stuck there, Ned ends up taking this bomb that is radioactive through radiation in the X-ray machine. Yeah. Activating so the bomb great. and taking it up in the Washington Monument, which might be the most vertigo I've had in a movie in a very yeah, long time. Yeah, that was time. such an intense scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was so, my palms were getting super sweaty watching Very that. much. Yeah. Especially, and I, I want to say, for for Jordan, and it's not for a lot of people, huge pump on the web wings. Yeah. When yeah, I was a child, I had pajamas that were the Spider-Man suit with web, web wings. wings. They're yeah. so cool. I love They're the web so wings. They're so cool. It, the way he gets out of that situation is yeah. Spider-Man- to a T times a billion. And I just want to say, I love the hint that we get of how strong he is. Yes. Yeah. He breaks that glass and he's holding that elevator. I mean, and, and, and we're going to talk in a little bit about how strong he really is. Don't yeah, you worry. Yeah, your sweet I knew exactly. I, I was, yeah, was going to there, but um, I want to get to the boat. Well, I want to pause real quick and okay. back up and say yeah, yeah. another incredible pump of this high school movie is when Liz is in the bathing suit. And they're all going to go down and yeah. go in the jacuzzi in the pool. And he, has to say no. and he has to say no. And I was like, You're like, Oh my man, that is high school. Yeah. yeah. And having to make that decision, he is having to grow up. He really it's, is. It seems so selfish and, and just surface level, but that is, that's so important in high school. That is life yeah. in high school. Yeah. He's saying goodbye to his life. Yeah. And it makes me, it reminds me that this director, what's his name? John Hughes, John Hughes. He said, I want my next movie to be a high school movie. Oh, sorry. You meant the actual director yeah, of this director movie? Of this. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't it something Watts? John Watts. John Watts. Wanted it to be like a John Hughes movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, who did Ferris Bueller and yeah, Pretty in yeah. Pink, Pretty, Pretty Pink and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So he, John Watts had said, I want my next movie to be a high school movie. Yeah. And then they offered him Spider-Man. And he was like, I'm going to make it a high school movie. And it's like, yeah, no, seriously, go do it. And, yeah. and he I did it, it. incredible. Yeah, ways. he nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The tone, the pay, like, it's so much fun, but it also hurts. The conflict. Yeah, it's oh. great. Um, let's talk about the boat. Let's talk about the boat because um, the, the boat's a big deal, but uh, it actually contains my super dump for this movie. Really? It does. Um, kind of in a broader sense, but it does. I, I love the boat scene. Um, mm-hmm. I love crawling all over the boat to keep it from falling apart. Yes. I love a Jesus moment where his hand stretched out. Yeah. I love the, the self-destruction of his plan. Yeah. I love all of it, but my super dump is actually partially on Tony Stark in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And it is that the Tony Stark in this movie has no time for this boy that he put into this situation in the first place. Mm. Not even enough time to give him a phone call and go, hey, I followed through on that tip you gave and it's good. We're going to handle it. Yeah. Because he gets mad at Peter when he says, the FBI were coming. Who do you think called him? I'm the only person that listened to you. And if I'm Peter, I'm going, great. Why didn't you tell me? Because everything that you were giving me was you don't listen. You don't care. You don't believe me. And to me, that that is a silly conflict line put on by uncharacteristic even for Tony Stark amounts of selfishness. It is so interesting that you say that because my super dump is the boat scene. Really? I love the boat scene. It is, it is one of the most exciting sequences in this movie. Yeah, it's fun. But if we are to say that the statement of theme in this movie is that Spider-Man has to grow up, right? He has to take responsibility himself and he has to become his own hero. Like that plays big into what, I kind of have a sneaky feeling it's going to be a, a pretty big pump for both of us, all yeah, three of us. I know. Um, but in that particular scene, yeah. uh, the, we kind of get the, the, the condensation of what this movie's about, which is that he has to learn to be his own hero and to grow up. And 
he tries to do that in the boat scene. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he absolutely says, Hey, nobody's doing anything about this. I've got to do something. And it blows up in his face. Yeah. And I think it just doesn't serve the overall structure of the movie. Well, I think a better way to do that scene would be Tony did not call uh, the FBI and Tony's not in on it. And Tony has to come bail him out. Uh, because he didn't listen to him in the first place. And then Tony would say, I should have listened. Yeah. And then Tony kind of has to eat his own words. I and, agree. And own up to be like, Spider-Man, I didn't listen to you. I agree. Which to be fair, he has that moment at the end. He does. But, but the then bo- what's the like with, point of the boat? Exactly. With the boat scene, we missed a huge, huge bullseye that we could have just nailed the theme right there. And, and, and I think, I think what you're saying is, is, is very similar, which is it either needs to be different or not there. Yeah. And, and cause that's, what's so frustrating. And, and I, I think don't want it to be not there because right. it's, it's so, so great. Fun. Yeah. And, and I think, I think we're, we're talking about two sides of the same coin here, which is it, it, it is because they, they tried to shoehorn in a selfish Tony plot yeah. that I don't think fit with what was happening in this movie. I agree. Yeah. Um, because even up to that point, while Tony was being withholding from Peter, I don't think he was necessarily being selfish up to this point. Um, or at least not overly selfish, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, that, that kind of brings us after the boat to, we've already talked about the dance and the reveal. Well, it's the, it's the, the confrontation between real Tony Stark. Cause he, he got kind of saved again yeah. earlier by Tony Stark. Yeah. And this is the second time. And he's like, if you really cared, you'd be here. And Tony Stark walks out. I'm here. And he's there. And yeah. that's when he says, Get the suit back. if you're nothing without the hunk. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And which, which for, for Peter is a sad time for Jordan. That's my like, that's my moment where I'm like, where I'm like, do it yourself. Yeah. So yeah. He, ta- he takes the suit away, leaving Peter to do the final climax in his old, you know, pick me up yeah. hoodie. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, by the way, I do want to point out real quick that this is two Marvel movies in a row. This one, and we'll get to Ragnarok next week, but two Marvel movies in a row where the big climax is a mentor figure echoing through time what they said to the character before about who they truly are. Yeah. This one is, if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve it. And the next one is, are you the God of hammers? Yeah. You, and it's like, yeah, it's like both of them are just like, like yeah. these moment. But so I don't think it's really that important to go through a play by play of this final. Fight. No, no, not like at we've all. We've got, we've got the super cool and it's really unlike anything else we've seen in a Spider-Man movie. Like this whole, all of the action in this is, but yeah. fight on the cloaked jet. But yeah. where I think we really want to spend some time is when Peter is trapped in the vultures warehouse. Well, yeah. and, and before that, let's lead up to that by saying, I love the realism of this scene, the confrontation and the anger that Peter feels in the calm that our boy Toombs is trying to give off. Um, I love that Peter webs him to the desk. Cause I remember when he first walked in, I was like, you got webs, hold that boy down. And he yeah. does. And then I love that vultures MO here is knock the building down. Yeah. He knows this boy's strong. Yeah. So don't try and fight him. Just knock the building down. And he does, which yeah. leads us to this moment where Peter is pinned under essentially an entire building. And here's where I'm going to go ahead and say this scene. And I'm going to guess it's yours too. This scene is my super pump. And I mean, by a mile and a half, this scene is by two and a half miles. My super pump. Again, I've seen this movie four times. I have never not choked up during this scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Tom Holland gives a performance that transcends superhero movies here. Yeah. This is not. His performance is so good. Dude, it's unreal. Mm -hmm. And he, I love, I love when he's pinned. I love when he's panicking and he's shaking and he, and he's saying, hello, can anybody hear me? I'm trapped. Help me. And then he looks up and his face is split in that water and it's half mask, half Peter. And that's his moment where he says, and it's his mask though. It's not the mask Tony made. Right. It's his mask, but that's the moment where he looks and he says, who am I? Am I Peter? Yeah. Am I saving Peter or am I saving Spider-Man? Yeah. And then it's, and this is a big deal that we get this in this movie. Like this is in comics. This is, this scene is as big of a deal as the death of Gwen Stacy. Right. Like this is huge in Spider-Man history like this Mythos. is yeah this comes from amazing spider-man issue 33 um he is trapped in this is in in that instance it's like doc ox underground lair he's trying to get a serum because aunt may is dying from radiation poisoning she got a blood transfusion aunt from May's peter constantly dying. doc ox wants the serum for his own stuff but peter gets crushed under all of this and he 
makes it out of that by thinking of all of the people that need him. So in this, and this is, you got to remember, this is like old Spider-Man supporting cast. So he's thinking of people like Captain Stacy, people like Gwen, people uh, like obviously his Aunt May. Betty Brandt. Yeah, all of the all of his high school friends. Uh, thinking of the people that need him and saying, I've got to do this for them. And this movie, that's completely inverted. And he's he's learning to be his own hero and his own person. And I love that. I did just that subtle twist on that. Well, and like what we talked about, not only is he choosing uh, manhood over boyhood, but he's choosing that I am Spider-Man because he says, come on, Spider-Man. And that, that for me is the moment when the full, I mean, you said the words, come on, Spider-Man from your mouth was enough to send chills down my back just now. (laughs) Cause when he finally just guts that out and he's doing the come on, Spider-Man and he pushes and the building comes up and he stands. I mean, for me, that's the movie for me. That is the moment I think of that is Spider-Man homecoming. That is Spider-Man like easily my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. 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 Yep. And so from there, he uh, obviously comes out victorious against the vulture. It is important to note that at the end, like the very end of this conflict, Peter is still trying to save to Adrian's save life. Yeah. yeah. And Peter is the reason that Adrian is still alive. Well, and, and I don't want to brush over. We don't have to talk about it because it's boring to talk about a fight, but I do. I don't want to brush over how incredible this fight on this jet looks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is unlike anything I've ever seen in a movie yeah, before. Sure. And and I know that they were sitting in a meeting and said, it's going to look boring on top of a plane at nighttime. And somebody said, what if we make the plane glow somehow? And I yeah. know that's why the plane has the panels <laughs> and I don't care. It is dope. And I don't yeah. care what excuse they had to do it's to get so those fun. panels there. Yeah. It's so fun. It is a blast. And it, and it's, it feels very Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Up in the air where swinging webs, not going to save him. Like it's yeah. just too good. Yeah. That's yep. great. Um, but yeah, so, so, Crash land, boom, save his life. Yeah. And I have a question for you guys. Does Vulture's wingsuit explode because it's powered by the the same, essentially the the power core, the Chitauri power core is what Ned has in his backpack that acts as a bomb in the Washington Monument. That's what powers Vulture's suit. Does it explode because he picks up the arc react, the crate of arc reactors and the radiation from the arc reactors activates? Ooh, that's the, a really good point. Oh, no. I thought it was wingsuit. too much weight because he was struggling so hard to pick up that box and kept like uh, uh, pulling yeah. up and I thought he just overheated the motors. But now that you mentioned that, I think it might be the radiation. Be putting off radiation, right? I think that's what the R stands for. That's and good. it blows up. Wait, what? It arc. It's capital A R C. Right. I think that's what the R stands for. Okay. Like I thought you were saying they were called so. R reactors. R reactors. Like, obviously. You know this? Obviously. But for Iron Man. No, that makes total sense. Cause it does, it does uh, give off purple light before it blows. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I just straight fire. Notice that this time watching this movie. I was like, no, oh, that's a cool little detail and a nice little callback. Like a great way to tie in. Yeah, Dude, you're reality. exploding my brain right now. That <laughs> makes so much sense. Yeah. That has to be it. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good. So Spider-Man I guess the only explode. other really important thing that happens after that is we see uh, MJ. <laughs> I don't think that's impor- as important as people are making it out to be. <laughs> sure. Oh, it's important. Um, is that Aunt May finds out. Yes. Like that's oh, how yeah. we end this movie. With well, Aunt and May. Peter gets his old, his, his, his new fancy suit back. Yeah, and turns down and Tony's turns down offer. The Iron Spider That's suit. a big deal. Yeah, although we know he's gonna get that boy soon. Yeah. Um, so, but in Aunt terms May of knowing, in terms of landing this story, it is important that Aunt May finds out at the end of this. I mean, this is as far as I am aware, this is the youngest Spider-Man that we have a knowledgeable Aunt May. Is Spider-Man ever this young when Aunt May becomes yeah, in aware? Yeah, the Ultimate of, Universe. Like this is this is par for the course of the Ultimate really? Universe. Aunt May she, is aware. Aunt May is aware and at one point even takes in like several younger members of the X-Men once the X-Men are defunct. Like oh, Aunt fun. May kind of runs <laughs> like a little orphanage for superheroes. Mrs. And it's, Peregrine's home for wayward X-Men. It is super fun. Like it's really cool. I love we should, that we dynamic. have like a young Aunt May movie where she's like a, <laughs> Get she's out like a spy. Of here. <laughs> Post-credit scenes. Let's talk about them. Scorpio. Yep. Scorpion. Scorpion. No. <laughs> I love that actor. He is. I remember his name. I, I don't remember his name either, but he's in Better Call Saul and he's awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, and so I'm very excited. Also, about- I do love that the chief complaint of Spider-Man 3 was like, hey, there's too many villains in this. And then the chief complaint of Amazing Spider-Man 2 was like, there's way too many villains of this. And Marvel was like, hey, for our first Spider-Man movie, what if we do five Spider-Man villains? Yes, except for the fact that the end fight wasn't him versus Shocker versus Vulture versus Scorpion versus... But Marvel Marvel did the thing that Amazing Spider-Man 2 got 
like lambasted for critically. Right. right. It's like they dropped in all these little hints, but Marvel just did it well. Yeah. Because like, if, we, if you count them in this movie, we have Vulture, obviously. We have Phineas Mason, who is the tinkerer, who's the guy who like makes all right. of Vulture's stuff. We have uh, the Prowler. We have the Prowler, which is Miles' uncle, Aaron Davis. Yeah. I mean, we're getting pretty. Well, but he's there. He's though. not they're, the Prowler yet. yet. Yes, but I think the complaint is there's too many villain climaxes. Well, I, that, I think that's what we're saying. Is what we're saying is they put them all in, well, but the, didn't. the names of villains. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then and Matt Gargan, who will be Scorpion and Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, uh what's his name? Herman Schultz. Herman Schultz. Yeah. The dweebiest villain name yeah, of for real. all time. <laughs> and I have vivid memories of playing. Uh, I think it was the uh. GameCube or PS2, whatever, Spider-Man 2 game, and he keeps calling him Quilted Northern yep. and Michelin Man because yeah. he wears that. His like, suit's like so puffy. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. So yeah. our first post credit scene is uh, is Scorpion, Matt Gargan, in prison, trying to make an alliance with Vulture. And the interesting thing is that Toombs decides to protect Peter's identity. So Callie, my wife, brought this up. She asked... Is that a he saved my life, so I've got his back? Or is that a when I get out, he's mine and nobody else's? I don't know. Interesting. Good question. I have no idea, but that's really interesting and a really interesting dynamic. And it's the only time we get a Sinister Six tease in a Spider Man movie that doesn't feel exhausting. Agreed. Amazing Spider Man 2 was so slow with all their, like, remember, Sinister Six are coming. Well, and just very heavy handed, I felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is there another? Yeah, the second the other one scene is, is Cap. Captain America. Yeah, Cap at the end. Just sometimes you wait, and uh, it's not worth it. Loved that. Yeah, that was so great. great. I remember in the theaters being like, uh, "I hate this," and it was yeah. the funniest thing I've they ever got seen. me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally got us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. But that I mean, that's the end of our movie. That's the movie, man, such a good movie. If we if we if go only back there was and some talk way about to this, quantify it, like, maybe with. D- a like rating some, of some sort of kind. scale with which I could describe how much I loved this movie. Well, do I have something for you <laughs> here at two chunks and a hunk? We've developed something called the scientific cinema scale. It is scientifically, numerically, and spiritually accurate. Don't question it. TM. That's the full name. <laughs> Let me walk you through it. Frame by frame. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it. Don't, Don't lend it. it. Buy that poster. <laughs> The next best thing that we could ever say about a movie, buy it. Spend your bucks. The next best thing that we could ever say about a movie, rent it. Spend some bucks to watch it a couple times. The next best thing we could ever say about a movie, stream it. If your bucks are going to Flicks or Hulu and it's on there, use that. The next best thing and second to worst thing we could ever say about a movie is forget it. it. You are better off if you just pretend this movie does not exist. And last, the worst thing that we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I know my rating already. I can do it right now if that's what we want. Go. For me, this movie is easily and confidently own it. Don't lend it. Buy that poster. Yeah, it is. This movie is unlike any other movie in the MCU, tonally and just as far as like, I feel like this is the perfect balance of fun, humor, action, and plot relevance to where there's almost not a moment wasted, except I guess you could argue the boat, but even still, I want it. Yeah. This movie is, it was made for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was a blast. I love Spidey. I think Tom Holland is perfect. Yes. I mean, this was everything that I wanted it to be and more. And this is one of those movies that has gotten better every time I've watched it. Yeah. I, I, every single time I've watched it, I'm like, I think I liked it better than the last time. Yeah. It's an easy rating for me. I'll go next. Cause I don't have to say anything after it. Own it. Don't lend it Buy that poster. Easy. It's easy. hundred <laughs> percent. Also has to be own it. Don't lend it Buy, Buy that, that poster. poster. Yep. Spider-Man is my number one favorite fictional character of all time. I think I've mentioned this before on the show, but like Spider-Man 1, 2002 is the movie that got me into comic books, into superheroes, into movies. Like I, as I'm going to say something and you guys are going to laugh. It's going to be stupid. (laughs) I don't know what my like interests in like creative output or hobbies would be 
had I not had Spider-Man as a character introduced to me. And so like, thanks Sam Raimi. Thank you, Spider-Man. But this movie, like this movie nailed it. Like I've been waiting forever for the like capital T, the Spider-Man movie. And it's this one. It was amazing. So good. Spectacular. It's uncanny. Nope. Um, (laughs) Shout outs. Shouties. We want to shout out Colton Kingston. Colton emailed us pumps and dumps for homecoming. Hit it. Colton's super pump is the scene after Iron Man helps save the people on the ferry. uh, Whenever, uh, whenever, Iron Man takes Peter Superman. And, says, and, and then if what? You don't, if you don't. Yeah, David, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, his pump is, is just what that sets up, that Peter has to kind of become his own man. Um, dump is how Peter is pushed into disobedience by the way Tony and Happy treated him. That's such a good point. How else can Peter respond whenever Tony and Happy keep blowing him off? And yeah. like, he wants to do the right thing, and they're all they're doing is like. Totally their fault. Which is great for a coming of age story. It's, yeah. He's getting overlooked by superiors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it's it. just good. It's a good movie, and we like it, and we're not afraid to say it. I, I'm not going to apologize for this. You can say what you want about me. <laughs> you can attack me in the street. Don't, please. But you can. <laughs> if that's what you need to do, Yep. I'm fine. We stand with Spider-Man. I stand with Spider-Man. I stand. Can you? <laughs> if you want to shout out on our show, hashtag official chunky on social media. Please. Uh... Or just say something real nice to us. Or just shout the words official chunky. If you shout out the words official, if you stay on the roof of your house, shout the words official chunky. We will will hear hear you. We will be there with you in spirit. We have no choice. Legally, we have to hear you. We have to hear you. (laughs) There's no option. That's just the way it works, unfortunately. So So. next week, we're going to be talking about Thor Ragnarok. And I am excited to talk about that movie. Another good one. Another good one. So make sure you tune into that. And then after that, it's Infinity War. Oh my goodness. Crazy. It's so close. That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. I can't believe it's real. Was it was it real? It's a true story. Is it though? But if if we if we watched it, could it be? It should. Oh, For two chunks and a hunk. I'm Jordan. I'm David. I'm Doge. That felt wrong to say our real names. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>